Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Right now, we are happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by our friend and the voice of the blues is Chris Kerber joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Curbs, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks for hopping on with us, as always. Uh, let's start with the big news from the other day that I wanted to hear your reaction to. Bruce Cassidy fired out in Boston. This one came as a shock to me. There were some in Boston that seemed less surprised than I was. What was your initial reaction when you saw that news? Yeah, my initial reaction was shock as well. But then again, once once you start to dig a little bit into and, and when you find people around them a little less surprised, then you, you, it's one of those things where from the outside, we really don't know what's going on on the inside, right? So, but but having said that, uh, Boston's in a, in, in a real unique spot just, just because they, they've got the situation going on with Pasternak. He's got another year left on his deal, right? They, they've lost Krejci. They've lost Krug. You know, they've definitely changed their core around. And, and so what are they going to do and how are they going to build around? And what does that mean in terms of the long-term future of Pasternak in, in Boston? And so, you know, whether it be a coaching change, a GM situation, whatever it may be, that, that all is going to play a really huge role into what I say becomes a, a, the, the next, say, five to eight years of success or struggles for the Boston Bruins. Now, from a coaching standpoint in general, I'm – I mean, you're looking at six or seven, you know, job openings right now, and, and you've got a lot of big names out there, guys with Stanley Cup pedigrees, and I'm sure there's going to be some people that get some chances that aren't listed as well. But there really is a lack of patience right now, I would have to think, amongst general managers when it comes to coaches around the league. And I'm not sure it's all the coaches' fault, to be honest with you. Curbs, back to the Pasternak one. I'm just, I'm just curious. If he does become available, do you think that's somebody the Blues should look into? Uh, I, I think anybody with skill, I, which I realize is a complete cop out on that, <laughs> right? Okay, I appreciate I mean, you mentioning that okay. up front. Yeah, I mean, okay, but like I, I realize that, but I mean, why wouldn't you, right? So, so the the answer is yes. Now, obviously, all those other factors come into play. You know, what's your cap situation? What moves can be made? But typically, if somebody like a Pasternak or anybody like that ends up on the on the the, the trading block. You start. You teams are going to have meetings, and they're going to say, "Okay, if it's going to cost us this to get them into the cap, what moves would we have to make to do it?" And then you look at it and you say, "Okay, does that part make any sense, or can it fit?" But w- without a doubt, when anybody like that becomes available, like like every single team in the league, for the most part, I, I've got to think that that every single team in the league is keeping a close eye on what's going to happen. And if Klingberg, for example, hits the free agent market. You know, when you talk about a player's age and things like that. So, 
Um, I, I realize it, it, it is a bit of a cop out to answer it that way, Alex. So I apologize for that. But but when you when when you have skill like that and, and, and players like that become available, you're at least going to see if it does if, can find a way to fit within your organization. Absolutely, it was actually I mean it was poor question by me too because I guess the the other question with that one curves and the one I should have asked is do you think he matches the identity of the Blues just the the goal scoring ability the sniping ability although he might not be the most two hundred foot game player. Well, I, I actually think he does from a size standpoint and an all-around skill standpoint. Um, I think the Blues definitely, and I was looking at this yesterday when I was looking at, you know, you're looking at Bolduc and Neighbors, one six foot one, the other six foot. And, and you don't have to have six foot six guys, you know, going through. Nathan McKinnon is just six feet tall, for example, or at least is listed as that. You know, uh, Landis Cog, in the success he's had, he's listed at six foot one. But I, I just think when you can put that size and that kind of skill, his speed and stuff together, yeah, absolutely he fits. Because keep in mind that the there's no doubt that the Blues remain, and I think Doug Armstrong and, and Doug or and Craig Berube touched on this when they met the media on there is yeah, the identity of this team is changing to where you have to to have that that additional skill and not just grind it out. So I, I, I think he could easily fit within the culture here. We're talking to Chris Kerber for another few minutes here on 101 ESPN. Kerbs, one guy that I'm very curious about what this offseason looks like for him, and I I kind of assumed all along that we're just going to find out day after the Stanley Cup Finals over, David Perron signing a two-year deal with the Blues or three-year deal with the Blues. It feels almost like that's just something that is going to happen. Do you think it's that simple? And if not, what do you think the next few weeks to a month look like for David Perron and the Blues as they try to negotiate this thing? Well, yeah, we'd like to think that it is that simple, but we, we also do have to keep in mind just how much this really is a business for the players as well. And the type of seasons that he's put together, you know, has he, did he, did he outplay his contract with the St. Louis blues? And I think that you have to say that he did. Right. So what does that mean? So I don't necessarily know that this is one of those situations where you're saying, okay, now it's a, it's fewer years and fewer dollars, or it's it's that this could be one of those situations, even at his age, where if he hits the free agent market, it could be more years and more dollars. And he's got an agent that is going to take that into account, you know, and, and that's, that's a really important factor there. But having said that, I just feel like I, I don't know. and cannot imagine that there is a better fit for David anywhere in the league. When you factor his, the tenure, success, history, everything than the St. Louis Blues. And I can't imagine, I, I really don't think that there's somebody else out there right now. And, and in all fairness, I, I haven't, nor is it kind of my role at the moment to, to really go through <laughs> and scour that list to see which one's going to be there. But I, I just, th- this is the perfect fit. And so I have to think that a, an agreement is possible when, when they do get down to it. Um, and, and I have to think that they both really want to do that because I just, I've said this to you guys before. I just I believe that one of the values of a player and, and re-signing a player is I believe that their history and, and yes their ability their skill to complete to, to compete and still perform is is critically important. We have no doubt in, in that with David Perron right now, right? But I, I still find just immense value in somebody like David that has a history, a care, and a passion for a franchise and what that means because you that's something that is hard to replace. And, and I think that there's value in that when it comes to continuing a culture.
Curves, earlier today, I, I made the comp to a TJ Oshie, not in terms of who they are as players, but just when I look at the production that you've received over the last four years from David Perron, it exceeds the production that TJ Oshie has given to the Washington Capitals. And if I'm his agent, I would say, I think you're worth 5.75 and maybe $6 million on an annual basis. Do you think that's something close to the contracts that we'll potentially see from David Perron, or do you think it will be less than that? No, I, I I would be surprised to see that from the St. Louis Blues. It would not surprise me to see at least that type of maybe dollar value from another team that really wants to get him in because that's the competition of the free agent market. That's just my opinion on that. But but I also think, and, and you have to keep this part in mind, and I don't know if you guys have seen some of Chris Pronger's threads that he has put out on social media over the last little while. One of his long threads dealt with breaking down the contract and say a player making X million dollars, how much are they actually bringing in? And and I think that probably weighs into it. So it's not as – and a guy like David's going to be smart enough and understand all that. So it's not just as easy as, hey, here's what your average annual value is going to be. You know, there, there are those other factors involved too. And if you haven't seen those threads, man, uh, for the fans out there, uh, definitely follow prongs and take a take a look at what he's done. It, it's educational uh, from a from an athlete standpoint, and and so I, could could I see somebody if he hits the free agent market offering something like that? Yeah, uh, I, I hope it doesn't happen because I want to see him back with the Blues. Hmm. Just one more follow up on that, Curse, because now I'm I'm fascinated to go down this rabbit hole of like a hypothetical scenario. If that's the case, and the Blues say I, I, we just we can't get that, how much changes in the off season for the team? Well, you lose a top three player. Yeah. So I, I would say a lot does, and and I'm not so I don't think, you know, Jordan Kyra had a good season. Uh, he he showed that he could play in the top six, but he wasn't in the top six all season long the way this team was structured. You know, and and there were there were some ups and downs and, and some inconsistencies in the playoffs for him. We saw inconsistencies with Robert Thomas in the playoffs, which you fully expect with some of these younger guys. Okay, but then you also saw, say, in those last few games, just the impact that those guys can have when they get it right. Um, if I, I I I take the approach right now, guys, with starting with one umbrella question: Does a move keep you in that championship window? So I assume that the Blues are still in the championship window. I still believe that. I'm watching the play of these playoffs, and I think that a healthy Blues team is competing with anybody that's in there right now. Okay, So I believe that right now you make moves to keep you in that window, and you still go for it because of guys like a Perron, an O'Reilly, a Shen, and, and where you are, a Falk, a Pareko, Krug, where you are with the skill level of those guys. Boston is teetering on whether or not you got to pull the plug and start a little bit of a rebuild, or as some people like to say, a, a competitive refresh, right? To me, I think the Blues are still easily in the mix where I think they can be competing for uh, a, a conference title. They can be competing for division titles. They can be competing for a Stanley Cup. So to me, if a guy like a David Perron is gone, I think it puts you easily in the market to go sign a free agent because I just don't know if your in-house guys are ready to take that complete step that say keep you in that window when somebody like him leaves final question for you curbs when we look at the left-handed defenseman and yeah we are going to have that same conversation <laughs> once again this offseason i feel like we had it all last offseason and then into the trade deadline and once again we're right back to it if you're looking at who's going to play next year with colton pareko 
we've talked about all different kinds of players, whether it comes to size or speed or skill, depending on who the guy is, there's a number of different rationales you could have. What is the type of player curbs that you would like to see next to Colton Pareko? Not even necessarily putting a name on it, but the type of player. Well, I'm actually, I'll, I'll answer it with this one first, Brandon. I actually, I would like to see the St. Louis blues come out next season and commit to Colton Pareko as one of your point men on a power play. I think it's time to put that on his shoulders to say, figure it out. We need that shot going. Let's go. And I think you've got to commit part of the early part of the season, the first half of the season, whatever, to saying you're the guy. Okay. And, so are you pulling and, at that point Justin Falk off of it then? Yep. Yep. I, I'm, I'm doing something like that. And because and, I want to see, because I don't think we've, seen fully the complete player that Colton Pareko can be yet. Okay. This, this to me is part of it. So I, I want to see that. That's me personally. That's me saying that I, I want to, I want to see that because to me that determines what you see is when Colton Pareko has played his best. If he's got a stay at home guy, that's suicide. He's got the ability to go and, and, and play a part of it. If you've got a more mobile guy, Colton Pareko has the ability to join them sometimes and then close the gap and get back. I think what you need with Colton Pareko for him to be his best is just somebody that is steady and clean. You don't need flashy. You don't need a, a Kale McCarr. Well, that's really a bad example. I would like that, Curbs. Take that. that sounds great. <laughs> Sign yeah, me up for two of them. Yes, we, we'd like that. But for, for Colton to be his best, you just need steady and clean on his left side, where he doesn't have to do as much making up for the other guy's mistakes, which he clearly has the ability to do, and then he can get going more on the puck. Because I – the, the, the next level of game for Colton Pareko is when when mistakes are made, it's when you see him standing still with the puck behind the net, trying to pass without moving the feet. When Colton Pareko is at his absolute best as a defenseman, it's when he's skating and, and using his skate to help uh, propel the puck. And so to me, uh, that's, that's the next step. And I think at some point in time you might, especially because I think this guy could be a blue for a long time, I think, I think you just commit him. This guy's going to be on a power play unit until he figures it out, and, and let's go to work. That's interesting. He's Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues. He told you Olimata going to be the next left-handed defense for the Curbs. <laughs> Curbs, he has been stuck on this damn guy for the last two days. Well, listen, I'm going to give some credit where credit's due because you you remember you remember when we were talking trade deadline stuff, and there was no way I was going to consider trading an Oscar Sundquist, right? And you guys kept peppering me and asking about that, uh, you know, so. I, 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 I'm not so sure that the Oli Mata is the guy, but, uh, but, but you know what? I'll just, I'll just I get from see everybody. where it goes. Did you hear the chuckle yeah. that he said with it? I loved it. Yeah, not only is Oli Mata not, in his opinion, the guy, it's so ridiculous that it is laughable. Curbs, thanks for the time as always, man. Appreciate you. I, I was trying to give you some credit there, bud. <laughs> Thank it you. was a good Thank try. You. Very kind of you. That's Chris Kerber, right. the guys. voice of the blues here on 101 <laughs> he ESPN. Ch- he chuckled when he said it. <laughs> I can't wait for them to sign Olimata. It's not going to happen. I cannot wait.